So, uh, tonight is um, one of those nights that we see kind of very interesting things happening with Christ and the crowd, the crowd around him. And if I may say, they are kind of conflicting things. And the one thing that stands uh, maybe the most out of all of them, the situation with Peter, right? So a few hours during the Last Supper, uh, supper, you know, Christ spoke. And if you attended the first hour, we read the beautiful uh, prayer and um talk, if I may say, that Christ had with the disciples. And during that, he said, uh, you all will uh, leave me, uh, but I'm not alone. So Peter, with his, uh, you know, strong personality, he, he uh, says, no, there's no way. I mean, if anybody would leave you or if everybody left you, I would never leave you, right? So sure enough, six to eight hours later, what happened? Peter gets uh, through a, a kind of uh, privilege to uh, get into the area where Christ is being uh, judged before the uh, head priest. And in there, he denied Christ. We all know the story. We all just read it in this last hour. What happened? How did that happen? From... I, if anybody and if everybody left you, there is no way I would do that. I will stick, stick with you too. What's the expression he said? Death. <laughs> and it, ha it, it wasn't much actually when he denied Christ. It was like just a simple question. Are you one of his disciples? I mean, there's no death here yet. There's no threat of any kind. But sure enough, um, St. Peter uh, could not um, mature his promise into anything to stick with Christ. And if we think that this is something uh, strange, um, actually St. Paul had the same issue. Not in denying Christ, but he had that same struggle. When he wanted to do something, or he thought that he could do something, but in fact, every time he tried to do that something, uh, he couldn't. And we, we see that in the his epistle to the Romans in chapter 7. I'm going to read a few verses because it's, it will give us an idea what the issue is. So St. Peter says, saying, For I know that in me that is in my flesh nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Does that sound familiar? Isn't that what happened with St. Peter? Huh? Right. So St. Paul is saying some, something very interesting. He said, 
I, I don't know what's going on in, 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 in me, but I'm just going to try to put it in a very simple uh, couple of sentences. I always think a certain way. I always think the good. I want my mind is telling me I have to be with Christ. There's no way I'm going to deny Christ. It's, it's impossible. But when it comes to the action, my flesh is doing the opposite. And I cannot stress enough that some Paul is saying my flesh would do the opposite. And then in a different epistle, epistle he's saying that the flesh struggles against the spirit. The flesh is willing one way and the spirit is willing different way. And they are always doing this, right? So why why that struggle is important? I mean, that's Peter and Paul. We're good, right? I'm not. I don't have this problem, right? If you ask me, do you do you do you recognize Christ? I'm going to say, of course, I'm Christian, right? And there's no way I'm, not, I'm going to deny Christ. I am very much Christian, right? So I want to ask you, what what does it mean to be Christian? <laughs> what what does it mean? Is it a religion that I follow? Is it like being in the church tonight? Is, is that being Christian? What do you guys think? So let, let's just try to define this whole thing with following Christ. Following Christ is Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. We don't have rules. The only rule that we have is a life of Christ that I need to live and his life need to be manifested in me. This is it, simply. It cannot be any put any more simple than that. Christianity is living Christ and Christ living through me. Is that simple enough? Okay. So why is this important tonight? And why does the church putting this whole story of Peter, I mean, it's embarrassing, if anything, right? I mean, the church should have hide this as much as possible, right? But we put it, we actually dedicate a whole hour for it in in the Pascha tonight. And that's for a purpose. The purpose is, this is me and you and every single one of us. We always deny Christ with our actions. Oh, no. Please don't tell me that because I don't. Right? Okay, fine. Maybe you don't. But does Christ manifest in your life? See, there's a big difference from I don't do anything wrong and does Christ manifest in my life? Does people, do people see Christ in me? I'm going to ask you this question to every single one of you. Does Christ manifest in you? Can people see you and say Christ? Right there. This is how Christ should talk, right? This is how Christ should walk. This is how Christ should have a relationship. This is how Christ should love, should eat, should sleep. This is the way Christ is. And if it is not, then now you know why the, the, the church put this hour tonight. The problem is, if I'm going tomorrow to attend, and I hope we all do, 
the Holy Friday. The Holy Friday is about the crucifixion of Christ. And crucifixion of Christ did one important thing. You all know this one word that said that Christ reconciled us, right? With? Christ reconciled us with? God the Father, right? All right, that's great. And I'm going to tell you an important thing that church is trying to point at. And you're going to see it tonight. You saw it tonight. You're going to see it even more tomorrow. The church is trying to say it's not the only thing. Christ reconciled this flesh with the Spirit. The only way, and I'm just, I cannot tell you how important to get this concept if if you just walk out tonight from this whole Thursday, Holy Thursday, with this one fact, this is great. There is no way, there is no way your spirit will reconcile with your flesh. So the two, what does that mean? Like the two would think, act the same way. Without whom? Christ himself. One of the things that we all rush into if we are churchgoers is, all right, I have to look like a churchgoer, right? Like I have to talk certain way, you know, behave certain way, all right? But this, is this really what he's looking for, what Christ is looking for? Christ is looking for that reconciliation. Christ is looking for that the spirit and the flesh reconcile and what the two of them will and do would be the same. It's not that easy if you separate yourself from Christ. It's so easy when you bring Christ to the action. When you bring Christ to this conflict, then it's resolved itself. Why? Because it's simply... He went on the cross for that purpose. And that one of the main things, other than to reconcile and bring Adam back to its, to, to his previous status, if we want to say that term might not be very accurate. But, and on top of that, Christ did something also as important is to allow us to unite with him so the flesh and the spirit can coexist without that daily struggle. So how do we do that? And here's the trick. And here's the one thing that we all struggle with. This is not happening without one thing. You know what that one thing is? Cross. That's it. Cross brings that conflict into death, right? What, what's cross? What's the cross? It's death, right? So if I want an issue in my life to disappear and die, it ha- that one issue has to go on that cross, right? Do I agree? Right. So if that struggle, me trying to be with Christ not happening because my flesh, my desires, my pride, my love of anything that is not Christ 
is getting in the way. That thing, whatever it is, has to go on the cross and die. And the interesting thing, all the Father said, the Christ on the cross had every single struggle, sin, uh, iniquity, uh, evil, put on him that everything, everything is possible to die on the cross. If he had not taken a percent, as he said something very interesting. He said, if Christ did not have taken a flesh, there is no way he could have done the cross and there is no way we could have died on our sins or our sins would vanish. The only reason we have a hope that he took a flesh like me, like any of us, it, it was exactly like any of us. And through and with that flesh, he went on the cross to allow every single one of us to put whatever the problem is on that cross similarly, in a similar way, and make it go away. Man in general and humanity is struggling to have Christ. Look around you. Look in this world today. What's lacking in our world? What is it? What has disappeared? It's Christ. We have everything but Christ. We have freedom to say and do whatever we want to do, but it's not a sanctified freedom. It's a fleshly freedom. We can live a sinful life, no matter what it is. We can, there's a whole list St. Paul put and St. Peter added to it. And it, it, they went from just using bad language and cursing to lying to killing to, uh, homosexuality to, you know, being adulterer, fornicator, just you name it. They put this whole long list and they said, this is what's in the world. It's either this or Christ. There is no existence, coexistence for both together. There's no coexistence for evil and good. There's no coexistence for light and darkness. Right? Christ, on Tuesday, he stood in the middle of the temple and he was teaching, right? Tuesday was the day of teaching. And he said something very important. He said, I am that light. And then a few minutes later, and said, he said, you, I, he said, I am the light of the world. And then he turned around a few minutes later and said, you are the light of the world. How could that happen? That's what we're talking about. If Christ manifested in me, I am the light of the world. It, automatically. The world can see the simplicity of Christ in me if I have Christ in me. The world will see the purity of Christ if I have Christ in me. If he's manifested in me, in my life. I'm going to repeat this one more time. The only way to do so is through the cross. I know we're late and I'm not, I don't want to take any longer. I just want to, and I'm, I pray and I hope tomorrow, and instead of focusing on hymns for the deacons or um, you know, what we're going to eat Saturday or Sunday or what we're going to do for the rest of, just focus on this one thing, please. Am I in Christ or not? 
And how am I going to achieve that? How am I going to crucify all my lusts, all my fleshly desires tomorrow and make it the day where I walk out of church with a new heart in Christ to whom the glory forever. Amen.